Hey everyone, welcome back to Mind Dining with me, the beautiful Enigma. And this is a topic for today brought to me by two of my great friends. One is Brittany and the other is Eric. And they are talking about <laughs> something that might be a little controversial, but you know this is my podcast and if you don't like this and you could exit out <laughs> like honestly it's okay because we are cooking up and it's food for thought and with food for thought sometimes the food ruffles the tummy right it ruffles the stomach a little bit but it's okay because you still can digest it now we'll be serving you water so listen up Remember that anytime somebody gives you the truth, they're accessing you to a path of no worry. Now, and that deep, don't you like that? I love it. It's because people who lie to you can't trust them. They make you worry. But those that give you the truth, where's the worry? Where's the lie? Right? Keep that in mind. There is a disclaimer. There will be certain topics, certain words said, positions and situations that will be, you know, bequeathed here. But it's all in what I say. And there is a disclaimer, the lifestyles and certain things that we said that will trigger, upset, or make some people uncomfortable. And if it does, I advise you to leave the podcast. Exit out or take the headphones off. Give yourself a break. (laughs) But know that my intentions are never harm. My intention is just food for thought. Right? Libation. Sweet water. Sweet wine. Freshness. Replenishing. Refueling. Right? Keeping us whole and healthy. With truth. Okay. So the topic today, part one, <laughs> the trials and tribulations, the questions and the solutions, right? So basically the topic is the splintering and the repairing of black men and black women relationships. Oh yeah, we're going there. Eric wanted me to go there. Brittany wanted me to go there. Shout out to Brittany. Hey, Brittany is my girl. I've known her since high school. And Brittany is representing y'all. Richmond, VA. All right. And shout out to Eric. Eric's from New Jersey. So Eric's my boy. We go back. Um, And Eric is in New Jersey. He's in the Teaneck area right now. And we're going to shout out to my girl. Who is also asking me to do the same topic. Four people asked me to do the same topic. And it's my girl Regina. Regina told me to do the same thing. And Regina is representing right now. Currently she's stationed in Colleen, Texas. But she's from uh, Virginia. So shout out to her as well. Alright guys. Let's get into this. Now. To know black men. Dating. Black women dating, the splintering of us, and the repairing 
and the wise and how everyone wants to know what's going on with us. Because if you have been living under a rock, black dating is kind of weird. Some people believe this, right? Now, as a person that's cooking up, I'm a chef, so I'm just going to give it some good food. You know, I'm going to use my good old, you know, Latin and West Indian roots and season it up here. You know, I'm cooking it up for you. Details. Season it, you know. <laughs> and I'm going to let you know, right now, there's something odd with us. And we got to fix it. So, if you want to fix this, keep listening. If you got more things you want to give me to talk about to add to this, do it. Because it's going to be a part two, guys. Okay. Let's get into it. Now, I don't know about black dating. Black man and black woman, because that's what we're talking about. Okay? You got to realize who we are in black America. Because we're talking about black American dating. Not black Afro-Latina. Not not African. Not, you know, Afro-Europe or Britain either. We talking about us in America. The USA, right? Now, <laughs> talking about us. So let's get in, let's get it right here. Who are black men? Who are black women? And what's up with the dating? Have we always dated? Have we always been married? Has this always been us? What happened? What caused what to go where? Right? Let's do this. Our history, thousands of years old. But in America history, we had a thing called slavery. And it lasted hundreds and hundreds of years. Keep this in mind. Slavery happened all over this world. Let's remember that. Every race, no matter who you were, you, your people have endured some type of slavery. But your people got out of it completely. And they don't go through... <laughs> More abuse and intentional hurt and, you know, constant bullying and destruction for no reason. We do. So you can say we had slavery, but we still have formations of slavery because we are still in a system that cannot protect us because it was not built to protect us in the first place. Let's keep that in mind. They never recognized us as human beings until later on. So they talk a lot, but they do very little. And when it comes to dating, they try to mimic. In my Eminem voice, white America, right? <laughs> they try to mimic and how they do it and because they've been courtshipping since the beginning of time in America. America's a very young country compared to the other nations that are thousands and thousands of years old. So we talk about dating. We're talking about the bridge to marriage. We talk about talking, commitment. We talk about the connection. We talk about the, the trust and the opening and the vulnerability and the outlets one has to have to allow one to plug in. Right? Fail me on this. You, you you need a certain person to connect with you and build with you. And when you have that, it's good. When a black, good-looking man talks to a beautiful black woman, something happens that is just, woo, 
magic. And we love it, right, girls? Like, we do. And when brothers have good-looking women that are talking to them and that are on their level, y'all love that, too, right? Um, you do. You got to. Let's just be real, you know? That's a good thing, and things are going so well for us. But in slavery, we didn't date. We didn't court each other. We had to sneak around. We couldn't look each other in the face and loudly say, I love you. And pronounce that in front of the world. I couldn't look at my black man and say, damn, baby, you look good today. Like, mm. Later on, I'm going to take you in that show. We're going to have a good time. Like, you can't can say that because they'd be like, okay, you know, you couldn't. Because for one, in the beginning of slavery, there was no communication. You couldn't because no one understood anyone. They were there as barricaded animals, treated non-human. So, so-called master, who is no master of nothing, because how can you be a master? Your massive destruction and, and evil and bigotry. <laughs> you destroyed the race. <laughs> like, congratulations, master, right? I wouldn't call him master. I'll call him evil being. So the evil being did what he did, right? And you couldn't be with that person. Why? Because your woman was his property. So in the daytime, you want to go sneak off, get like a little quickie or something like that. If you don't get caught. Very, I'm not saying that it happened. I wasn't on every plantation. I'm pretty sure, you know... Somebody might have got, you know, got, got it in. You know, who knows? But what's important to know is that it wasn't allowed. That's the issue. Why weren't two adult human beings or two teenager human beings with flesh and blood boiling and hormones going allowed to fornicate or be together? It was outlawed. Why? It will make more slaves. It'll make more sense. It happened though. But not on your terms. It was on his terms. The so-called master. Now. Here's where I said disclaimer earlier. Some topics, some situations and things. May trigger you. When I say these things. If you're triggered. I want you. Leave the podcast. Exit out. Pause. Go get water. Come back. All right. It was on his terms. Motherfucker. Wow. Right? Dirty word. They would take the mothers and make them fuck the sons. The incest. To get pregnant because they believe that the incest. Stronger power if it was closer in blood. The bloodline to build the bucks. Sound familiar? Bucks, right? I'm not talking about your bucks, but I am talking about your money. I'm talking about slavery men. They were called bucks. Now, keep in mind in dating, how would you date someone who you've seen in front of everyone having to have sex with their very mother? Breeding them like animals. That's how you got motherfucker. How'd you get the word fuck? 
it was because it was forced. And it was forced under the you-know-what for a basic type of permeation feeling. And that's how you got the word. That's what I was told. So if you guys know any other way how you got that word, let me know. Bring it in. We all need to know because we got to the bottom of this. And ask yourself, that's what they did. Young girls with older men, young girls with like 10 and 11 just starting out on their periods. A lot of the men, and especially in the deep southern plantations, they have so many records and stories with them doing this for the record. This will trigger you as well. These men wanted the older bucks to sexualize the younger bucks because they were more fertile. And they would get them pregnant. Sometimes it was their sisters. But they didn't believe that you have kinfolk because they didn't believe you were family. Because they didn't look at you as closeness because you weren't a person. A system that was not built. Okay? Not, the system's not built to protect you. It can't because it didn't consider you a person to be protected in the first place. This is a Miami and voice. White America! Right? Yeah. So, when dating, if the person wanted to date someone, they could. On the low, low. But what happens when that person gets sold off and never seen again? How, what is that about? Right? And that could happen at any time that they felt like they owed a debt. It was overcrowded or he was just mad and wanted to get rid of him or didn't like him or felt the need to do it because they could, because they can, or she could do that. Here it gets a little more sicker. Why, why, you know, at night that they sneak and do things because they didn't think they would get caught. So they did it to each other and snuck around and did things at the night because early morning they had to work. Now, what would happen if a slave was pregnant by by a black brother? If you impregnated me right now, I was pregnant, well, your baby, they would dig a hole in the ground to fit my pregnant belly in there, strip me butt naked, and beat me and lash me up. And if I pissed him up to capacity... And my baby was doing any time. They would cut the baby out of me and kill me and lynch me. If they really wanted to punish me, they would take my black baby in Florida Gulf, toss it over to the gators. That was my punishment. Because you weren't listening. Like a bad dog who ran out bad, hit his nose, take his bone. That's how you were treated. This is our history. Black men, black women. Listen, this is our this is our roots. So knowing this, that white master wanted the young black girls herself. And I mean young. Trigger, disclaimer. Three years old sometimes. I know guys. I know. Three years old. Four, five, six, and up. Because they were considered bed winches. 
when they got colds, there were a lot of women that were sewing blankets. There wasn't a lot of fabric back then. There wasn't a big fabric store. So black people can test heat with our blood, with our melanin, right? So with that being said, he was cold. He needed warmth. He's also a man in the middle of the night. He need warmth. He needs sweat. He need body heat. Gonna use your three-year-old. Your five-year-old, seven-year-old, the nine-year-old. If he wants a young girl, she's a teenager. She's right for the picking. She's fertile. There's a man in uh, uh, in the Mitchell uh, plantation and uh, Johnson plantation. They they need more more bucks. Well, get, get him up. Get him pregnant. I can give you about a hundred. Boom, boom, boom. Knock him up. Knock him up. All the man needs to do to get you knocked up is give you his sperm. You already got the eggs. If you fertile, which black women are usually fertile, you know. And to those who feel like they have an issue, you know, conceiving that's different. You might have a medical issue, whatever, but that's not to say that you don't. You know, the body's more than just physical. Remember that. So that's a little deeper, but I'm extremely conscious. If you know me, know that. So anyway, when you have that going on, that kind of stuff happening, you have women who can't even date, who can't be with you, for one, physically she's pregnant, for two, she belongs to the, the man inside, for three, she has work to do all the time, for four, you could get sold off at any time, or she could, you weren't guaranteed to be together, fast forward, we're in civil rights times, civil rights, not civil war, civil rights, because we couldn't get married in slavery. But we could get married during the civil rights time, civil rights movements and all of that. Blacks have come up. We've invented things. We've contributed things. Blacks have, you know, have, have accumulated wealth and riches, and some of them own their own businesses and had their own everything going on. Okay? Keep that in mind. Now, before civil rights, we're going to take it to World War II times. Blacks had a whole, the Black Wall Street. Blacks were married. Black women were thriving. Black men were thriving. Couples were thriving. Families were thriving. But white America was suffering. And they got jealous. And everything that we had did for ourselves, that they allowed us to, they took from us. So, when you see that they have a 400-year head start of wealth, and they had a horrible time because of the money issues and things of World War II. And you see how they take from us as a people. Dating had to be marriage. Immediately. You wanted me. I wanted you. We were dating. There was no talking. There was dating and it was marriage. Babies had to be made. Population had to grow. Why? People needed workers. Population had to come. People needed families. People needed people to work, to do. People who died out there in the war, they needed more sons, needed more daughters. So pregnant pregnancy was a big deal. Marriage was a big deal. 
But as we get closer down the road into civil rights, blacks fought for everything they could think about. And they were denied. And so others felt like, well, if these blacks are doing this, let me try. Other minorities jumped on. The LGBT jumped on. And feminism movements and so on and so on. So black rights got swallowed down. So this again, Jim Crow from 1877, it's like 1960s or something like that. Had us on guys, with their laws of how they felt. There were black churches, but not everyone had you know, went to black church all the time. They usually all had to go to church, yes, but when I say they didn't go to black church all the time, some blacks stayed home. Or in some areas, it was so dangerous to go out, depending on where you were, you could got killed, could have got lynched. So some people had to hear about church from other church members. That's how it really was. So a black girl could have a black man and they could be dating. And he could like her. Like, you know what? She's the one I want to marry. He goes out to to his car or driving on the wrong side of the road. Driving the wrong part of town. Walking on the wrong side of the road. Strange fruit, right? Gets lynched. Now, what has that got to do with the black guys up top? Weren't they free up top? Wasn't the North free? Wasn't the North free? Absolutely, but the North, too, had their own form of racism and bigotry to black men because black men were working and they had good jobs and careers and some of them lived in great suburbia and some lived in the city and they worked hard jobs for the city, for the government. And some of them worked jobs they could work and they had their wives and their children that they worked for, but this is what happened in America to change the game. America went to war. And drafted every black man, every man that wasn't handicapped to war. Young boys as young as 16, 17, 18, 19, 20s, 30s, all men. You was on deck, you, you was in the armed forces. So you mean to tell me I couldn't date through? He was going to get lynched, killed, and now he's going to war. Like, what's up with this? Yeah. So they go away. Who was the replacement? Nobody. Why was it hard? The woman had to do it all. A lot of times. And when those brothers didn't make it back from the war, some of them came back very sick. PTSD, mental illusions of what they saw. Things happened to them that no one could explain. And and drugs, they hooked them on to certain drugs. It was similar to vaccinations of heroin. They were never the same. And so they weren't men that were functional men. They were not functional, they were dysfunctional. So because that happened... Black women were scared. Well, I need my, I gotta work and he's not about to work. So what do I do now? Don't worry. 
we have a thing here. Very, very genius liberal Democrats. Woohoo! It's called welfare. And what you do is you stay at home, you don't go out, and you don't bother the modern white feminist women, okay, who are in there working. And you just stay home. And we will get you food. And we'll give you a little money. But here's the deal. No man can be in that house. No man can be in that house. When you sign your name for assistance, you also cannot be a spouse. Can't be married. Nope. What? What? what why? Why is it important? Well... It's to benefit you and your children. Your little black bastards. In other words, right? Y'all know me. Y'all know how I talk. So listen up. Because this food's getting good, right? Mm, good food. So here's what happened. The black man was replaced by welfare check. How long did this last? If you remember why the show Good Times was so important to watch. Not because of black sitcom support, because they had other black sitcoms. But some of them are very corny. Like, what's happening? That was very corny to me. And others that people watch, like, wow, right? But it was because of the father in the home, James. And he worked for his family. He married. He was married to Florida. And even though there was a Chicago and this projects and, and this not so good housing area where there was hookers and pimps and you know all of that. It had a love in that house that cut me broken. But it was when James died, Florida realized she was like the rest of them. Like Walona told her, we're joining the rest of them, Florida. But you're not alone because you have me. So a lot of people listening, I'm black, wonder why black women have such a sisterhood. While we look out for each other like we do. While we love our sisters. While we are loved. And we go hard for our black girlfriends. Because we have to. Because anytime our men. You can't think about really dating. Or going out. Getting married. It happened. But at any moment. A man could be killed, lynched, drugged, sent to jail or prison. Now fast forward to 2021. No matter how much money our men have or accumulate or position or status, they could be killed, murdered. Thrown into jail, prison at any time. In the past nine and a half, I'll say 14 years and nine and a half years timing, black men before that in the early millennium and 90s used to be crews. They used to be 20 and 30 deep on the blocks. They used to be 10 and 15 on the corners, suburbia or the city, rural areas too on the porches. Black men would be friends and they would be deep outside with each other, talking, 
talking to girls, meeting the women, all of that. What changed? Now, in the 80s, they did that. But the 80s introduced crack. AIDS. HIV. And that was to destroy homosexuals, black men, and unwanted babies. Margaret Sanger was an advocate that said that too many black babies are being born. Abort them. She was a major advocate for abortion for black babies. Wow. So, why is our dating so corrupted? (laughs) Our dating is corrupted because it has been interrupted. Okay? Just keep that in mind with me, all right? We're just going to keep this going. Take a sip. Drink some more wine. Drink some water. Because we're going there. Now, remember, the 90s. Woo! We love the 90s music, right? Woo! Hip-hop, R&B, just loved it. But there was a sadness in the 90s. Because black men were said they couldn't make it past the age of 21. Because street gangs and murders. Whose crew go harder? Whose neighborhood go harder? There's men right now who made it. Who lost their homies in their 40s. Who don't go to certain neighborhoods in certain black communities or areas because they were back in a day in high school. Man, that's their turf. That's our turf. We don't go on South Side. We don't go on North Side. Yeah, we don't, we don't mess with Pekites. We don't mess with da da da. Like, you know? And you're like, that's so silly. Because look at all you've been through. Right? But when you don't give them a chance, they try to create their own ways of protection. Because you don't have a system to protect them. And so they fall into these gangs and places and positions that made that happen. Okay? Keep that in mind. And because you have that going on, girls were dating these guys and these teenagers were like hormones all over the place because girls could look at you had a choice of like 10, 15, 25 fine boys. And you had a choice, guys, between like 12 and 13 girls that were fine of you. And everybody was hooking up. It was hookup culture because it was running culture. One time, drugs. Because one time a cop gets you arrested, thrown away, locked up. And back then there were no cams. Nobody could record you. So how many times somebody gets shot and the cops say, well, he resists, he resists. You was dating him. There were a lot of Lauren London and Nipsey Hussle situations in the 90s. A lot. Where your boyfriend or husband was murdered. I, for one, I went through someone I loved. I was dating. We all, if you know me, you know the story. Who was murdered. So I get it. It's a very different situation to be in because you never see it coming until it happens. And you never know how much you love that person. I mean, you know you love that person, but you never know how deep love can run until you see the blood run. Keep that in mind. It's an, it's it's those things. And black dating. I wanted to give us the memory lane first and the history and history first. 
So you can see why we're led up to the weirdness and the eerie and the odd and the dysfunction that we have now. So what about the Cliff Huxtables? Philip Banks, Vivian Banks, Carl Winsolts, Harriet Winsolts, the Martin Zaginas. We had that in the 90s to watch. We saw what they wanted us to see was if we stopped the war on the streets and each other. And we loved each other. And you had shows like A Different World. And I mean, so many black candid shows that showed you you didn't have to do the stuff that was on the streets. But they felt they had to. Because nobody was protecting them and nobody was saving them. Because nobody's coming to save us. If we don't do for us, no one will. And that's by Tupac Amaru Shakur. And if you're not a fan of him, I don't know what your problem is. But you can feel free to Google him if you're Generation Z. Okay? T-U-P-A-C. Sometimes number two, P-A-C. Okay? Tupac. His name is real. It's not a makeup name. It's a real name. Anyway, <laughs> you you had all this happening, and and you had black kids like myself in suburbia with families with good jobs and careers who would never have you in a situation where you in shootouts and guns and violence and craziness. But you still knew about it. It still reached you. There are kids today, right now, in private school, cultured, sheltered, away from it all. But they go online and they see. How many kids in 2012 saw Trayvon Martin? They were probably at Harvard-Westlake in California, one of the most prestigious schools in L.A. They could have went to Banneker in Washington, another good black private school. And they still saw Trayvon Martin. And when you're dating this black boy and you see Trayvon Martin... What if that's your boyfriend, your brother, your cousin, your neighbor, your, your nephew? You, you start to think. Now, how many dead bodies have we seen so far as millennials on national news? See, they only showed those bodies in the hoods back then or, the, or in, on the streets back then. People who saw them were the witnesses only. Now they bring you Philando Castile's murder to your phone. To the you are VIP to the murder and and destruction of black men. You are on the front row of it. You are in the movies. In the very first line. And that screen comes up and says AMC popcorn. And then boom boom boom. I can't breathe. Mama. Damn. Another one. Floyd. You may not see your boyfriend, but you could damn sure see your uncle or a cousin. You see, you see it. Dating for us is fearful issues, trust issues. And those that do it and go along with it and have that dating and they're good, there's a form of mental, emotional support there. And they connect very well. But those of us who are stuck in this odd, eerie stages and 
have turned to other ways and done other things and feel that dating isn't you and just has all these other things going on with dating. It's deeper than you know. But don't worry, we full right now. We're going to eat on this, digest it, drink. We're going to come back for part two for that next meal. But for now, I want you to listen to this, Mind Dining. And I want you to remember, okay, what you just heard and what you think. Send me feedback. Send me more tips, advice. Send me more information that you find out. Any facts you may know. Any scenarios or situations that you know that causes this to happen. Anything. Because all this plays in a part of how we are and who we are and what we see as safe and longevity and loving. It's a bridge that's not rocky. Who do black men look at where they feel safe, secure? Where do black women look at to feel safe, secure? Who sees what and who? How do we bring back or how do we elevate or how do we increase or how do we multiply or how do we just prepare this brokenness and end the situation that's happening? And we're going to get on that next time. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. Again, disclaimer. The controversial things you heard or things that made you uncomfortable, it's what it is because it's a topic and it happens. I want to thank Eric. I want to thank Brittany. Thank you guys again for submitting this topic to talk about and to discuss because I I think it's important that we discuss everything we bring food to the table. So thank you for pulling up a seat with the mind dining here with the beautiful Enigma. Okay, thank you so much. I want to also thank Regina. Thank you again, Regina, for your input as well. And anybody else who support the podcast, it means the world to me. Y'all are amazing. I love you deep, fully, and real. And um, I want you to digest this food for thought. And just think about it. Replay it. Let it marinate, get it in your head, and, and tell me your thoughts. I want to hear from you, and why do you think that we have such a disciplinary and how do we repair black men and black women relationships? So many avenues here and variations, and we're going to go, handle them and go down them and cook them up and feel them. Because it's important that we heal. Alright? Peace is love. Alright? I'm out.